are about to listen to Where Your Treasure Is, the podcast where faith and finance meet. Please note that the views expressed are our own and in no way represent any form of financial advice. And remember, investments can go down as well as up. Happy listening. Hello and welcome to Where Your Treasure Is. I'm Bex and I am here with my co-host Simon and we are going to be talking all things faith and finance. And this episode is a particularly exciting one because it is a first ever for us. Simon, what is our first ever that we're embarking on today? Well, rather than just going down the normal route for our bonus episodes and we interview somebody and we get quite a lot of their chat, this time we've interviewed loads and loads of people and we get a very small amount of chat from each of them. So we're calling this our Vox Pop episode, or in fact, two episodes, because we got so much great content, we couldn't squeeze it all into one. Which is just phenomenal. What a treat. And so the way that we've decided to split up this content is to go down two separate themes. So this first episode is going to be looking at the theory and the principle and the rationale behind giving. And then the next bonus episode, we'll be looking more at the practical application and personal experiences. So you've got both the theory and practice side by side. Now, we probably should caveat that we haven't asked anybody who we particularly thought knew about the theory of giving or the theology of giving. We just asked a whole bunch of people. So you might disagree with some of the stuff that you hear being said. You might think it's too simplified. It doesn't matter. It's other people's opinions. And what I have really enjoyed putting this episode together is hearing those opinions and seeing quite a lot of consistency and theme coming through. And we've also tried to get a wide range of opinions. So you will hear accents from different parts of the country. You will hear different ages. I think we go from age 11 to age, we're not going to say because that wouldn't be uh, polite. And a whole range of backgrounds as well. Some people are working, some people are in education, some people are retired. And a whole range of nationalities and faith backgrounds as well. So let's give a wee name check at the start of the episode. Doesn't matter to you guys, listeners, you won't know who most of these people are. But if you recognise one or two of the voices, maybe it's somebody you do know. So you're about to hear from, in no particular order, Mark, Kenny, Ben, Hattie, Charlotte, Tocconi, Vero, Guy, Susan, Adrian, Moira, Fiona, Elodie, Heather, Sarah and Erica, with a little bit of emceeing from Bex and from Simon. So without further ado, we're going to get out of the way and we're going to hear from some of these contributors with the first question, why do you think you should or shouldn't give? Giving is a fundamental human connector, whether we give of our money, our time, our attention, our energy, our prayers. At its most basic, it is all a means of connecting with others, which is core to happiness, health and community well-being. There is a lot of fascinating research which confirms the scientific impact of giving, including measurable benefits to health, happiness and social bonds. Giving a gift can alleviate the stress some people go through and some people's worries are taken away from them by a simple act of generosity. It's healthy for us to give. It tells about our heart. It takes myself out of myself as I give of myself to others, to God, to my family, to those 
less off in so many ways around me. I know I'll never be able to outgive God because of all that he's done for me, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to give. I think we should give because it's our command. It's one of the things that the Lord Jesus spoke when he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And we see that tithing and offerings were given to God ever since you read it throughout the Bible. And I think it applies also to us because everything belongs to God, everything. We're stewards. We're responsible for what we've been given. And that's both material wealth, but also our time, our skills, and one another. Those spheres of responsibility all seem to meet in this concept of stewardship. How do I look after what I've been given in a way that brings life and blessing to both myself and others in the, the world around me? I think that we should give so that people who are less fortunate than us can actually have a chance to get food. We need help, like people need help. I think it's a really obvious, obvious answer, but so important and so often gets overlooked. It is our job as, as people who follow Jesus to help through practical love, to offer and extend grace, kindness and generosity is absolutely part of the deal and it's who Jesus is. Giving is a gift. A giver is encouraged to give in simplicity and without recognition. Giving sits with my values, for example, kindness, loyalty, compassion and integrity all play into a giving mindset. God is a giver and if I want to be like God, then I need to be a giver too. At the very heart of God is generosity, is an out pouring of love and goodness and life so when we give we're behaving like his children it's like his dna is in us and we connect with him in a profound way giving for me is innate in each of us as human beings it's the way we were created and it's just an expression of jesus in this world an expression of connection when you're giving you're connecting into a cause or a situation but you're connecting in in that way and there's something so beautiful about that Money can have a really corrosive effect. It can corrupt us and shape the way we think and act that turns us inwards. I think John Wesley said that whenever he came into money, he got rid of it as quickly as he could before it corrupted his heart. Getting rid of money makes you less attached to it. It has less hold on you. And it's an amazing way to help other people. In my lifetime, I've been humbled by the gifts I have received in time of need. And in turn, I hope that I am being practical in my giving to other people when I hear of their need. Be open. May your heart be open and listen to people's needs and act accordingly. For me, it's like this call to the way of life and a challenge, all tied up in joy as well. I think giving makes a chance for people who are less fortunate than us to pay off their bills and eat a good meal. I just feel that giving's a really exciting way of collaborating with what God's already doing in other people's lives. When you give because you want to see God's kingdom come, it's almost like a prayer or a declaration for that to happen. And then all of God's amazing resources in the spiritual realms come in behind and add to your visible giving. 
when you give, you show that you're trusting God to supply all your own needs and you open yourself up to receiving all sorts of kingdom blessings from him. I would say it absolutely transforms us. It builds something in us that is so important and you can't skip it. You can't learn about it and then it's done. You can't just tick a box. It's something that is actively built in you that has to be pursued by us to achieve what God does in that place in our hearts. Yeah, so I would say it absolutely transforms us when we give. Being motivated by compassion and a desire to bless others is a good reason to give. Whether that's seeing need on the street or through charity appeals or whatever, I think that desire to help other people is something we should be listening to and putting our hands in our pockets for. But also perhaps because we're told to. And maybe that in some sense is the bottom line. Certainly it is for some people. But I think it's easier when you know the commandment is there for good reason. For the flourishing of yourself, those around you, your neighbours and your community and indeed the kingdom. Okay, so the question was, why do you think you should or shouldn't give? First thing, everybody thought that we should give, which was great. But for a a whole variety of different reasons. I, I loved one of the early ones. Fiona was saying that the scientific evidence is that giving is actually good for us in so many different ways. It's the kind of thing that makes you want to go and find out more about what that evidence is. I was really struck by just the simplicity with which Elodie, our youngest contributor, explained it, where she just talked about how we should help other people. And I just loved the childlike faith in that. And so much more comes out. Vero mentioned we're commanded to give. Both Ben and Heather, they, they used the words joy and excitement when they spoke about giving. So much great content. I, I want to hear more. So we went on. We asked them another question. We said this. What is lost if people don't give or if people aren't generous? And here's what they said. In my own personal experience, I miss out and the people that God wants me to be privileged to bless, miss out to. The kingdom and its core elements, good news for the poor, for example, doesn't grow. And it doesn't grow in some directions on fullness that God would have wished. We live in a world where we can believe things accidentally about us or about the people or about God that so often draws us to selfishness. The way that things are designed for our comforts, for our ease, for the speed of things just knowing you can have whatever you want whenever you want it I just think it does something in our heads and it can make you think oh as soon as I get that cash I'm gonna spend it on me because I earn it and I worked really hard and I deserve it whereas actually I just felt God's nudge making me think what is that gonna lead to how can I keep a check on these things and it's just about putting an eternity worth of distance between us and lesser gods that try and govern us, these lesser gods that creep into our hearts and convince us that they'll make us happy, that they're worthy of our time and our money and our efforts, when actually it is only God. Like, he satisfies, he is the one where our needs are met and where we become whole. When talking about what is lost if people don't give or aren't generous, there are so many organisations around the world that rely on giving. And the great work of these organisations would be halted or slowed down if people weren't giving to them. Also, I just think in general, giving, generosity and hospitality, these are primal things that are exhibited in the early church where you see people coming together. It says in the book of Acts that they were basically devoted to one another. And I think when we move into a society that's less giving, that's less generous, we lose that community element. So I think one, 
our outside work, our outreach work is limited, but also coming together, hospitality is lost when we don't give. When I listened to these responses, I was honestly just surprised by how much is lost. I think often when we think about giving, it's so easy to think about what other people are gaining. And actually listening to some of these responses, I was reminded of how much my own faith is impacted and the detriment it is to me if I'm not giving. Yeah, Tacconi spoke about that community sense we create when we give. We join with people in so many different ways. Mark mentioned that actually it's part of the gospel. When we give, we're sharing the gospel. And then I, I love the way Charlotte put it. We should try and put as much distance between us and these other kind of false gods that promise some happiness in our lives and giving is a way of distancing ourselves from them, maybe the God of money. And so the next question that we ask people was, what does the Bible say about giving that you have found to be helpful or significant? For me, it's Matthew 6, 3. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I believe that this verse is telling us to do things in automatic without thinking. Is that giving becomes so natural? Just do it. If I had to select one, I would talk about a person Jesus speaks to in the Gospels who's like, what do I need to do to follow God? And Jesus like, give away all of your possessions and sell them to the poor and then come and follow me. And while I admit I do not live like that, I do see it as just part of Jesus' massive teaching on money. I think it's a huge part of who he is and therefore who God is revealed to be. And I think to dismiss that is missing part of the Christian faith. And so I try and give in a way that is sacrificial, in a way that hurts, although I do still have plenty of possessions, probably too many. When you look at Acts 2, the church living in community, that is the way it's supposed to be. It says everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. One thing that really stands out to me when we talk about giving and generosity is what Jesus says in Matthew 25 when he's talking about who will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And he says this, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And Jesus basically goes on to say that anything you did to one of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did to me. And I think the fact that we are given this template from Jesus of how to give and why we give and recognizing the Jesus in people, the image of God on different people. I think that's in itself is enough of a reason why we should be generous with our time, with our resources and in any way we can. One helpful piece of advice from the Bible about giving is from Matthew 6, where it talks about the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. Generosity isn't that logical or pre-planned. However, quite where the balance is between intentional and being haphazard, I'm just not sure. Another interesting thing from Matthew 6 verse 3 is that it mentions about the needy and that giving is to help the needy. Sometimes I think we might fall into the trap that contributing effectively to the church's heating bill and such things it may not quite be what God had in mind. Not saying that it isn't good to be heated at church, for example, but I'm not sure that quite meets the needy definition. 
I think the overarching theme that we are not to be bound by our possessions and our wealth saturates the whole Bible. And I think that that is a real challenge and a real freedom as well. And giving is a way that we experience that freedom from having to hoard up wealth and possessions as our security and putting our trust in that. Giving allows us to experience more of our humanity and to live freely. I find the Bible massively challenging on giving. It says so much. We hear relatively little on given how much is said in the Bible. And maybe that's because it's uncomfortable. So a couple of things come to mind. First, giving your first fruits seems significant. So when you come into some money, then giving from the start, from what you have when it's plentiful than from what you have when it's left over. It says something about priorities and it helps the way you think and manage your money. Secondly, I also find the Bible incredibly radical and challenging when it comes to giving away money. I think of the rich man to whom Jesus says, sell all you have and give it to the poor. Or Jesus's comment to the rich man that it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. As someone who is relatively wealthy in global terms, I'm in the top 10% globally. This is massively challenging. I'm also challenged, I think, by the picture we're given of the church in the book of Acts. Those who had much gave to those who had little. There seems to be a real redistribution of wealth. And again, we read in the book of Luke, the commandment really, that if you have two cloaks, then give one away. It's such powerful stuff. And I have to confess that my reading of the New Testament seems to ask for something more radical and risky and faith-filled than I'm accustomed to. It's really important to remember it's not about like, oh, they give loads because the Lord looks at the heart. I think it's First Samuel where it says people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God loves a cheerful giver. There's that whole kingdom rhythm of reaping and sowing. I love the way the message puts it in Luke 6 and 38. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, I reckon if you didn't read the whole Bible and just listen to those comments, you get a fairly good starting perspective on what the Bible says. Some of the things that jumped out to me, we had giving should be instinctive, giving should be sacrificial, giving should be cheerful. These are the kind of things we've spoken about on the podcast in the past. And giving is, it is God. God's heart is generosity. And when we give, we're just connecting with God's heart in a superb way. I was struck by the concept of first fruits because sometimes it feels like such an abstract concept, doesn't it? And to hear people explaining it as just, we're giving our best, we're giving our first, was really helpful. And in the next season, we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about money. And that concept of first fruits will come up time and time again, I'm sure. And so we've got just one more question for this episode. And if you've been enjoying listening to these comments as, as much as I have, then do come back for the next episode and you'll get some more answers to some more questions. But here is our final question for today. What expression or quotation about giving and about being generous has made the greatest impact on you? The joy is in the giving, not in taking the credit. I have literally no idea who said it, but someone said that if you look at your calendar and if you look at your bank account, you'll see where your heart is. 
my friend says it all the time and he always tells me who says it and I've now forgotten. It's a real shame for this podcast, but surely if you Google it, it'll come up. But yeah, if you look at your calendar, where do you spend your time and at your bank account, where does your money go? That's where you'll see where your heart is. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. The prayer of St Ignatius says to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labour and not to ask for any reward, save that of knowing that we do thy will. A slightly unusual quote, but I'm a fan of Agatha Christie books, and in the novel The Mysterious Affair at Styles, she describes one character in the following way. You know, Emily was a selfish old woman in her way. She was very generous, but she always wanted a return. She never let people forget what she had done for them. And that way, she missed love. It perfectly describes what is lost when giving is done not from a place of true generosity, but with an expectation of something in return. I love this quote. It's from Little Women. I believe there are some natures too noble to curb, too lofty to bend. And I think that generosity is one of them. You just can't get the results. You can't get the fruit without growing the tree on this one. This one is absolutely something that God has to grow in you and your desire for it has to grow. My favourite saying on generosity and giving is probably nobody has ever become poorer by giving just because of the irony in the phrase. And I think it's 100% true. When you give, there's a little bit of that buzz, not of pride, but just that you feel that joy that is given to someone else. So yeah, that's my favourite quote on giving. I absolutely loved Charlotte's comment about look at what's in your diary and where you're spending your money and that will show you where your heart is and my goodness I find that challenging to think about but also such a practical tool we can use to say actually what are my priorities right now. So I had to take her advice and go googling and try and work out <laughs> of course you did who it was who said that. Now I did come across a Rick Warren sermon entitled where your treasure is there your heart will be also very topical in which he did say that where you spend your time and money defines where your heart is but i also found a much older quote by billy graham uh forgive his traditional language but give me five minutes with a person's checkbook and i will tell you where their heart is which i think is equally true and then Tacconi gave us that great quote by anne frank no one has ever become poorer by giving. And I think he's right to hear those two things side by side. We worry about becoming poorer, but giving just makes us richer. What a delicious irony. Well, I think it's safe to say that our contributors have given us much to think about and to chew on for the next week or so. And we are so excited and grateful for all that they have given us to work with. And we're going to be hearing more from them in the next episode where we look at the practicalities of giving and the impact that that's had on their lives as well. Hopefully by now you know how to get in touch with us. So if you have any of your own answers to those questions, then please do send them in and maybe you'll be on our next Vox Pop episode. Hopefully you'll tune in next time and we'll get the second part of the bonus. See you then. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you where you and your podcast want to go.